Yo, yo, yo. Friends of Burgundy Blogcast, welcome back for, believe it or not, the first episode of the sixth season of the Blogcast. Holy cow, didn't think this thing would be running that long. I've tried to quit numerous times since those that first season six years ago, and here I still am. Um, this is, this is a surprise and a, uh, slightly atypical blogcast. I decided to drop on you guys this Tuesday night, um, a little more than a week in advance of the 2020 NFL draft and a special, uh, treat for you. My friend Colin, my very intelligent Redskins rooting friend, Colin, who always has smart takes on the team and their best bets for strategy moving forward. So what you're about to hear is a conversation between Colin and myself with regard to the Redskins and their approach to the upcoming draft. I'm going to try and also do a separate pod, a solo session, as per usual, a little bit later this week. I'm thinking maybe Sunday night to touch on a few other things that I haven't yet, including what the Redskins did in free agency, um, what might happen with Trent Williams, what I think about Kyle Allen, and things like that. I'm going to try to audit myself and... Um, review my predictions for free agency. Some some were spot on, some were dead wrong. Um, so I hope you enjoy this conversation between myself and my buddy Colin, and uh, we will uh, we'll try to get back at you here in the next few days. All right, peace. Colin, Colin, Colin. Oh, this is live, baby. We're hot. Oh, man, I'm hot too now, all right? I'm hot too. <laughs> you were already hot before you called me, well, weren't you? Th- this is true, actually. This is true. You little devil. So what's up, Brent? How, how are you doing, man? How's your quarantine? Well, um, no, I can't work uh, by governor's decree. Yeah. So Are you, me- like, literally not at all? No, I'm doing some stuff. I'm going to the hospital intermittently, and we're doing telemedicine, which yeah. is which is kind of fun in some ways, actually. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. My a little story. My friend Jake, you know Jake Gramlich, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he had a sabbatical this year. Um, he actually was in Europe. He had to come home early for obvious reasons. But um, wow. when he told me about it, I became somewhat envious of his sabbatical. Um, but I kind of feel like we've all had a sabbatical this year, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like our lives are all on pause and we can just kind of take a deep breath and kind of relax a little bit. And obviously there are tons of health and financial implications for everyone, but, um, you know, that aside, it's, it's been somewhat, I don't, I don't want to say it's been nice, but it's been definitely kind of more laid back. Yep. I know what you mean. I can relate. My work is similarly affected. I'm still able to do some of it, but much less than usual. And, uh, I'm spending way too much time in the house with my kids who do a lot better in school when they're taught by real professional teachers. I hear you on that. So my dog is very happy, though. I will tell you, my dog is very happy. I uh, bet. We, uh, we, my family actually fostered a dog for two weeks. How'd that go? Yeah, it went pretty well. Nice, nice little dog named Carl, which suited his personality from the Humane Society, and my kids loved him. Uh, but we, hey, we sent him back. Why? <laughs> <laughs> just, just didn't like having a dog. I liked Carl quite a lot, but we just weren't ready to have a dog. That's why we were just fostering. Yeah, so we actually owned a dog for a week back when I was a fellow. And in a, what well, I will say, my wife had a big moment of weakness. 
and we got a dog and it was going to be a great idea. We had two young kids at the time and it was just a terrible idea. And so we had the dog for a week and it pooped all over the house and had some yep. food allergy. It was this huge disaster. <laughs> we, we took I it back after for, a week. For anyone who's even considered it, that fostering a, pe- a, a an orphaned pet or whatever you call it uh, during quarantine, it's the right time to try it. And it was a good experience, but... Uh, yeah, during Carl, quarantine Carl actually is a, a, is a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the thing. My kids were needed something to occupy them, and it helped. Yeah, but my dog now is older, and she just stares at me. She loves playing with a ball outside, so I'm trying to do work at home, and she's just sitting there staring at me like, when, when are we going outside? When are we going outside? And so I finally <laughs> had to break down and go outside. It's kind of fun. Well, Colin, you are, for the Burgundy Blogcast, a blast from the past back at last on the cast uh we didn't i don't think we did this last year right I don't, not, I, it's not been, last been, year i yeah. i just looking through i think it was 2018 the last time we yeah. did this so yeah so loyal listeners of the blog cast and followers of burgundy blog on twitter will certainly remember my very intelligent friend colin and his excellent takes on the redskins and colin you texted me a couple of days ago and said brent i want to talk some drafts this week and I texted back something to the effect of, hell yeah, because it's an exciting time. And there's not a single thing else to talk about in sports right now. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I mean, can I just can I just emphasize how I think, uh, well, smart, frankly, it was for the NFL to find a way to push onward with uh, not only free agency, but now the draft virtually. And um, despite a lot of naysaying and pushback, I think that they're probably going to be able to pull it off without a soul being harmed uh, in all likelihood. And uh, they're monopolizing the sports world for uh, for weeks. And not only that, Brent, but I'm actually fascinated actually by what they're doing because essentially what they're doing is what you and I have done for years. Exactly. What all of your listeners have done for years is they're having their fantasy draft at home <laughs> at their home computer for decades in fact the american public has been doing this and so this is what fascinates me so i have a couple of questions for you about this brand okay so so all the gms are going to log on and they're going to see that espn.com fantasy football draft we all see right <laughs> so here's my first question for you is there a list right it, are, are all the players pre-ranked <laughs> As, as they are on ESPN. And which team will be on auto-draft? That's my next question. That's my next question. Our team's going to auto-draft, right? <laughs> well, because, for some, it might be an upgrade. Uh, seriously, we, we all have guys in our fantasy leagues who seem are much better than ours when they auto-draft. Absolutely. I mean, it's happened in, our, in, in leagues with you and, you and me together. So that's my question. Is there a big list, and will teams auto-draft? Uh, I, I, of course, all, all tongue-in-cheek. And and the last thing that they need, Brent, and I think this would really drive ratings, okay? Do you know what every online ESPN draft has? <laughs> Recommended? The, the little chat box at the bottom oh, yeah. <laughs> for live <laughs> smack talk. Oh man, I don't I can't believe I didn't think of this. They have to capitalize on this. Could you imagine if the GMs could talk junk to each other on live TV in that little chat box? Oh my gosh, best draft ever, easily. I mean, that would be so entertaining. That's genius. Uh, I mean, I think, so I'm just fascinated by the fact all these guys are sitting at home doing every draft the way we've always done it. 
I'm yeah. I totally agree. I'm locked in on this. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Obviously, the Redskins have super high pick. It's an exciting time with the new coach, new regi- new staff, new regime, and all that. But I mean, yeah. I mean, how can you? There's nothing else going on. There's no other sports to distract us right now. And you got this unprecedented draft where everybody's going to be at home, freaking zooming or youtubing themselves. Uh, somebody's going to have an IT malfunction. Oh, I know. There, I, know. You, I mean, there's going to be some fireworks, you know, there's going to be some controversy and, um, I'm, yeah, I can't wait to, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to consume the whole thing. I mean, three, 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 three days and nights, you know, I mean, I mean I'm, what I'm, else do we have to watch? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, well, let's, 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 uh, digest or, or process sure. what's going to happen here. Let's project. Um, Redskins, everyone knows, have the number two pick thanks to their disastrous three and thirteen season last year. I'm gonna just throw out there uh, that you know I think the the consensus is the Redskins are likely to take the uh, probably the number one player on most people's board, Chase Young, and I think that they, I mean, right now as we sit, what ten days before the draft starts, um, maybe nine. Uh, I think they'll probably end up with him. I mean, I don't, I, I, I think it's, I think they, I think they probably will take him and I think they probably should take him. I'm flexible on that and we'll discuss, but, um, you know, I think this is more likely than not going to be one of those things where everyone knew months ago what was going to happen. And then there was a whole lot of humming and hawing and waffling and waxing and waning. And then it just happened, you know, eventually after all the discussion, but what's your take, Colin? Well, I, you know, I've been digesting many mock drafts, as I'm sure you have, and I am nervous about not drafting Tua. Mm, mm. This is juicy. All right, explain. So, so that's where I am right now. Um, so look, I realize that if the Skins draft Tua, it would be the equivalent of trading Dwayne Haskins and Chase Young for Tua. Mm-hmm. And I know that Tua well with is, an asterisk because maybe then you try and get a little something sure, for Dwayne or maybe to. even beforehand. But yes, sure. I, I follow. And I I know that Tua is is injury prone. Um, it also dawns on me that maybe Dan Snyder has PTSD from drafting an injury prone quarterback who might be really good for a season or two and then mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. flame out. Yeah. Um, but I think Tua is really good. Yep. And, and and this is all propaganda. I think this was a Trent Dilfer piece I read, and I think his job is to push Tua's draft stock. But um, he said a lot of stuff about how Tua is just a really good leader. People just gravitate to him. Apparently, he's a great kid. Apparently, he's really bright. He's really good on the you know on the chalkboard. You know, designing plays. His retention yep. is good. He sees the field real well. And I don't want to say anything. You know, disparaging about Dwayne Haskins, I, I don't know either one of these kids at all. But um, you know, we have not heard always that about Dwayne Haskins. Um, and not. I just, you know, you know, Bears fans look back on their Mitch Trubisky draft and can't believe they didn't pick Watson or Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Will we look back on this and say, I can't believe we didn't take Tua or or even Herbert? I, you know. I, there's a lot of East Coast bias towards college football. We don't get to watch the West Coast teams as much. So I don't know as much about him, but um, some teams like him a lot too. Yep. And Chase Young could be Khalil Mack, but the reason the Raiders traded Khalil Mack was because they still stunk when they had him, you know? Yep. And 
in the NFL, you're not good unless you have a good quarterback. And so it just makes me nervous that a really good one's sitting there. We're not going to take him. I hear you loud and clear. That's a deep take and a well-reasoned one. And um, I'm totally not going to dismiss that take out of hand. I agree with you, first of all, that Tua is an awesome prospect. I think that people have forgotten over the last year, much of which he spent uh, injured and not playing, exactly how much was made of him when he was still playing and how you know how truly uh, elite uh, a, a college player he was. I did see a lot of that stuff from Trent Dilfer. I think on the one hand, Dilfer seems pretty clearly biased into his favor because of their relationship, but he said some even more hyperbolic things than you mentioned, including the fact that he literally throws the better throws the football better than any human that has ever walked the earth, including Dan Marino. Um, and then he and then he said uh, pretty much just uh, out of hand that uh, that he's going to be he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. So uh, Trent Dilfer pretty clearly believes in Tua. I think, with respect to what you just said, that I follow it. Up until the point where we are forced to deal with the reality of his injury situation, and sure. if you know, if first of all, if he had never been injured, it's not uh, a lock that we would be assuming Burrow number one and two a number two. I think there'd be a lot of discussion about who would go first, and then I think that probably the two of them would go first, um, regardless of who ended up picking in those slots. As for the Redskins, who are sitting there with Dwayne Haskins. I mean, if Tua was fully healthy, I would probably be all aboard your, uh, you know, your 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 perspective um, that you just mentioned. I think though that I'm pretty nervous by not only the hip but the other things. I mean, he's just sure. he's had a hard time staying on the field, and I don't know if I would have the cojones to pull the trigger on Tua at two um, because it seems to me that uh, college quarterbacks who are injured so often turn into uh, pro quarterbacks who are injured. And I think that, uh, you know, the the difference between the Redskins situation here and, you know, say the Bears is that the guy the Bears chose instead of Watson and Mahomes really blows. And sure, the sure. guy that the Redskins would be presumably taking instead of Tua most people seem to think he's not going to bust. Sure. I mean, I, I, totally I think, agree. Totally you know, agree. I mean, and, and even that is <clears throat> probably overstated because you know what? A lot of players that seem destined for big things just don't, don't have it. But I would say the floor on Chase Young is pretty high, you know? So, but, I, but I, again, I hear you, I hear you. And I do, I totally think that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think they're going to do it, but I, I also just kind of like everything I've heard and read um, about, Ron Rivera with respect to Tua, and there's not a lot of it because it's not like he's, you know, been monologuing about him. But sure. I have this, I do have this feeling that uh, Rivera loves Tua. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, if you could give him some truth serum and just say, hey, right now, forget the draft, forget all the mechanics and logistics of, you know, what pick you have and whatnot, like take Dwayne or take Tua, I think he would like immediately say, give me Tua right now, you know? Um, so I'm not writing it off and I agree. I mean, it'll be tough if they take Chase Young, it's going to be tough to see, well, you know, it's going to be tough to watch Tua have an awesome career elsewhere if he does. Especially, especially if Kyle Allen is our starting quarterback, <laughs> which is not, which is not impossible. Not out of the question. I agree. Um, if Kyle Allen's starting by week six and Tua is lighting it up, I think it's going to be tough. Um, do you have any thoughts on Herbert? I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, him? I mean, I, I, guess I just have felt that it's so unlikely that the Redskins would take Herbert that I haven't really studied him in detail. I, I mean, 
for the same you know for the same reasons if if they if Kyle Smith and Ron think that you know see something in Herbert that just says perennial pro bowler and uh you know uh playoffs all the time um you know then then the same the same rationale applies i mean i i i've kind of heard that you know the thing that i that i like especially i i love Tua's got this ultra quick release. I just I think know. it's so valuable. And then the intangibles, right? I mean, to a man, everyone who knows anything about him just says, like, this guy is the dude. The locker room will follow him. He's right. just the alpha. And then Herbert, you kind of hear the opposite. If anything, like, that's one of his, I don't know, weaknesses, supposedly, is uh, leadership. Right, so. Right. I wonder a little if, you know, I feel like if they're going to go a quarterback that high, they're probably going to want somebody who's truly like, you know, captain style. Right. But, um, you know, I don't know. But, I mean, it is really interesting. And then, you know, so let's say for, uh, you know, sake of discussion, I mean, if, if, if they're sitting here on this secret right now and they're thinking, yeah, we are going to take one of these quarterbacks – what do you do with Dwayne? I mean, is there any can you can you keep him and and actually have a, like some kind of legit competition? I mean, if if it's me, I'm trying to line up a possible trade partner and get a second for him like one minute before I draft the new guy. Right. I mean, if it's there, I mean, I think that you kind of have to do that. I mean, I I don't think you can bring two guys in who both want to be the starter. Um, yeah. but you know, I mean, or you let him compete and just kind of see what happens. I mean, the Redskins have needed a quarterback for a long time, and so having two of them that are decent wouldn't be that wouldn't be the worst thing. Yep. Um, the other thing, and this is something that I kind of thought we might discuss, but down there, I think the other thing with the whole Tua decision is the presence of Trevor Lawrence in next year's yep. draft. Um, and I think there's a decent chance that. The Redskins are going to be really bad next. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I agree. Yes. Um, and so, and I think I think Rivera thinks that too. I mean, and I've been tweeting that, and I got, you know, it wasn't pretty in my mentions when I said weeks ago, you know, basically right after free agency started, that I think Rivera knows. I mean, he knows that they're not they're not going to be true contenders this year. That maybe you know, if all the cards fall just right, they could they could be a a, a, a late you know fringe playoff contender but not a serious contender because he would have tried to add more usable pieces you know frontline starting pieces in free agency he didn't you know he's fussing around with depth and culture guys i think he just knows that this is a reboot year and so a lot of a lot of addition by subtraction too, getting rid of some some locker room stuff and so um this is something i might we can maybe bring up a little bit later but i i feel like the Redskins are one of a handful of teams that legitimately have their eye on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, and I think that with Tua being an injury risk, why not let Dwayne have a chance this year? And right. if he's not good, then yeah. there is someone in next year's draft who is really good. Yeah. And and the analogy doesn't hold between the sports, but for DC fans, I think the dream scenario would be a Strasburg Harper back to back with a Chase Young Trevor Lawrence back to back. Could that could that happen? Obviously, I mean a lot to project there, but to me, that would be a dream scenario. <laughs> I think it sounds awesome, and I'm like, you know, trying to think of if it's it would be really worth sitting through another season that painful. It would really put a damper on 
on the excitement of, you know, the Ron Rivera era, but, you know, but I, I, I mean, I totally think that they could be super bad and picking in the top five next year because they, you know, other than, like you said, primarily addition by subtraction and probably another couple of wins that they'll, that the the same roster would be able to churn out given superior coaching and scheming. Sure. They, they're just, they haven't done enough to improve, you know, they yet. I mean, I, maybe I don't really see chase young as unlocking the defense the way Nick Bosa did, because there's not, you know, there's, yes, there's some number one picks in that front seven, but the pieces are not there for chase young to catapult them from, one of the worst third down defenses that's ever played the sport to, you know, Super Bowl contender. It's not, it's, it's zero chance that happens overnight, you know? Oh, oh, so, for sure. And yeah, so I'm with you. I think they're going to be bad. And so, so I think you have to, I mean, I hope that Snyder knows this and I think Rivera does know this. I mean, I think you have to look at the draft as a couple year, you know, proposition. And so I think that, you know, you do look at next year's draft and you do see what's there. Um, and the one thing is I've thought about that is, you know, if you look at mock drafts for 2021, the two top quarterbacks are Lawrence and, the, and Justin Fields, who's at Ohio mm-hmm. State now. It would be a little bit weird to bring in Justin <laughs> Fields <laughs> when, yeah. you know, to replace Haskins with Fields yep. would be would be essentially kind of bringing the same player in, I, I think, you know, two guys who lit it up at Ohio State. But um so that seems kind of weird. So I think we would Good have point. to hang our hand to, to, on Trevor Lawrence there. But yeah. um, And, I mean, if they've even got that in the backs of their minds, then they need to start storing up some draft capital, yeah, you know, so, some future draft capital right now. Right. So, yeah, I really hope they don't trade up anything this year. I mean, we need to right. have all of our picks next year um, yep. just to kind of see. So Well, so so what then we haven't even touched on probably if, if there's a realistic alternative to drafting Chase Young – you mentioned that, yeah. I mean, there there probably will be some temptation to to consider a quarterback, but I mean, if if there's a realistic alternative, I think it might be trading out if there, if if one is there. So, what's your take on that? You know, are you for against? How much do you think it would take? Um, you know, what what's it going to take for you to move off of uh, Chase Young and his future gold jacket? Yeah, I mean, I hope. I I, I don't know that anyone wants to come up that high, you know? So what would yeah. motivate someone to come up? I, I don't think anyone's going to come up and get Chase Young. Right. I mean, in the, in the history of the NFL, has anyone ever really traded up to get like a defensive end before? I feel like teams trade up to get quarterbacks or trade up to get like Julio, Julio Jones, Jones was yeah. the trade yeah, I, up. But I, I think you're right. I can't recall a, a significant trade up to that high for a, for a pass rusher. And so, so someone's going to have to really want a quarterback. And the only thing I can envision is is maybe the Chargers deciding that they prefer Herbert and thinking that the Dolphins prefer Herbert. And so maybe they want to jump them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know that that trade partner is there. Um, yep. I mean, the Lions aren't taking any. You know, when when the rumors were that Matt Stafford was out, those were the juicy rumors there for the Redskins for trading down. But right. Um, you know, I, I just don't know that that offer is going to come. I mean, you'd hate to. I mean, Rivera even said it in, in this press conference this week or last that you don't want to trade down and get someone who's not nearly as good. And so, right. I mean, if they could get Isaiah Simmons out of, out of it or maybe Akuda, you know, one of those guys, I mean, that would that would be, you know, obviously those guys would help. Yeah. Um, again, they wouldn't make the Redskins, you know, defense this amazing defense all of a sudden, but. Right. Um, 
But then you'd have, of course, the other the other picks to you right. know maybe sure. maybe pull from this deep first tier of tackles or something like that. I'm with you. I I think I would I can totally be talked into trading out. Uh, I mean, I I get the logic of quantity um, and high level quantity, but I I mean I'd need a lot. I'd need a sweet haul. I'd need somebody to kind of go nuts. And I don't I, like the Redskins did for RG three. And I just I think I people learned from that. And I don't think there's that. I think if if Tua hadn't been injured, then maybe um, maybe that was there. But I'm certainly not moving back from two to like six or nine just to pick up a late first and a second or something like that. I mean, I'm not sure. going to walk away from somebody who seems to be such a slam dunk for that. Now, if you're talking about if the if if the Dolphins if uh, if we're wrong and the Dolphins are just truly secretly completely infatuated with Herbert or Tua and has to have him and they're willing to give up all three of their first this year, you know, and and a second next year or something like that. I mean, I think you I, have I, to do that. I'm not to. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not going to just be like, "I can't believe they wasted Chase Young." I mean, you have you got to do it's not just about having the sexiest player or individual player. It's like, you know, how to get more wins. Gosh, we need wins. We want wins. Right. And if they, they they do have a lot of holes. So I get it, but I I'm with you. I don't think it's going to be there and I wouldn't do it for less than a real ransom. Well, what about uh, any other – are there any particular players I'm interested to hear your take on other guys maybe later on, day two, day three of the draft, who you've kind of had your eye on? Because I've got a short list here that I want to mention. Yeah, well, so here's um, – so I haven't looked at that as much, um, and, and here's why. And, and here's kind of what I wanted to get your take on, and what I think it would be kind of interesting. So, you know, obviously we're all excited to watch the draft. But, you know, there's nothing on TV sports-wise. We're so excited to watch the draft. You know, with that being said, you know, as Redskin fans, it's going to be a little bit anticlimactic because they're probably going to take Chase Young, and then we got nothing in, to do yeah. until the third round, right? Yep, yep. And and so so here's my question to you, and I've kind of thought about this: What should we as Redskin fans be watching as the draft unfolds that will affect the Redskins later? Yep. And what I've and what I think the first thing I'm looking for is where the tackles are going. Bingo. Because the team that doesn't get the tackle is going to want Trent Williams, hopefully. Yep, and trade for him the next morning. And trade for him. And so so what I think what I want to watch is as we get through like the top 10, top 15, where you know there's like Wirfs and Willis and Thomas and Becton. We know, need them to go fast. We need them to go fast. And like suppose the Jets get tempted by, you know, a Jerry Judy or a CD lamb or a Henry Ruggs or one of right. those guys. And all of a sudden, you know, they miss out on the run of tackles. Right. Like, so I'm watching. That's it. We see, need them to go fast, but not to the, like, not to the, to the teams that desperately need tackles. Right. Right. And so somehow we need someone to get desperate for Trent Williams. Yep. And after the first round, so they're, they're sitting there wanting to trade us a second rounder for him. Yep. I, I don't know that we're going to get that or not. To be honest. I don't know, but I, I, I totally agree. I really hope they can get back into the second round, not only for the entertainment value, but I just, it, it seems like they could really, I mean, I think that pick could be such a boost right now. Um, I think they could probably pick up a good tackle in the second. I think they could probably pick up a really good receiver in the second based on those being the positions where people think that, you know, first round talents will slip. Sure. Um, I think also from having watched and listened to uh, you know a lot of Rivera's media stuff in the last few weeks, 
I mean, I sense, I mean, he has mentioned repeatedly that the, the disadvantage of not having a second. I think he really wants one. I think he specifically wants to get back into the second. I think that's a big part of why they've been such sticklers for holding out for a second for Trent. Right. And um, so, although, you know, whereas typically I think it's kind of, you know, foolish to hope for something so specific as, man, I really hope my team trades for a second rounder the night before the second round. Um, you know, I feel like this is one of those cases where maybe it's not 50-50, but I, I think they're going to be trying. And I'm I'm kind of, I mean, I, I, I feel like they want to make a pick there. So if they could... Uh, you know, if they could, if they could swing um, Trent for one, I think they would. I'm trying to think of other guys that maybe we're not thinking of that could be trade bait. I'm, there's not an obvious one. Um, Aside you know, ha- if they get crazy with with quarterback, then maybe Haskins right. is bait, but. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't think the Redskins. I mean, aside, I mean, Ryan Kerrigan wouldn't. Have Somebody said John Allen. Runner. Yeah, Kerrigan isn't going to get you a second, but I agree. Even though they said he's part of the part of the plan, I, I think he could he could be bait. Um, John, you know, there you don't want to you don't want to deal away your position of strength, but they're really deep. Um, of course, across the D line, and they're you know they're going to four three. So is there an extra inside defensive lineman? And you've got a guy like maybe Allen or Payne or Ionitis. They're young, they're good, and if there's right. a surplus, you could think about that. I'm not saying I really want that, but. Do you think um do you think Sweat is going to end up being close to worth that pick? I mean, did he show um, anything last year? Yeah, I mean, so so to get the first round pick that they used on him cost them the last year's second and this year's second, right? right? So he he cost two seconds, and although he started slow, I would say yes. I'm I'm t- I totally think it's at least possible he's going to justify two seconds. I mean, he showed some flashes and. I always kind of wondered in the first half of last year, he looked like he was playing a little hurt or maybe the scheme didn't suit him because he wasn't, he didn't look like he was playing super fast to me, but I think, I think he could definitely make a huge jump this year, especially under Del Rio's tutelage. And I mean, you know, I I don't want to get ahead of myself. I mean, a minute ago, I just said they might be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, but (laughs) if you pair sweat with Chase Young, you know, there, there's a universe in which that really hits. Sure. Um, for both, you know, because that's that's trouble. Plus, you know, like we just said, you got all those studs on the inside. So um, that there might be sort of a, a an exponential or maybe a logarithmic improvement um, by adding him to that line. So yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not disappointed that they traded for Sweat. I was I was pretty impressed with that move when they made it. I was happy they made it, and um, I'm not going to go back on that yet. I think it was I think he still has a has a good future. So 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 who who are your guys then for the top of the round? Round three, well, or hopefully for, for round two. If, if you know, I think as 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 the totally amateur bush league uh, draft analyst that I am, I've always found it easiest, or frankly, just most fun to um, speculate about skill position guys, and sure. um, specifically like receivers and running backs, and sometimes tight ends. And I think that that's useful right now because they d- desperately need one of at least two of those. I mean, the Redskins need a playmaking receiver and a playmaking tight end, and. Sure. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the tight ends this time, but I have my eye on a number of different um, receivers who I think could be available on day two and day three. One guy who I think for a while was sort of in the first round conversation, but he had some injuries that might push him out is a guy out of Colorado. Have you heard of LaVisca Chenault? Sure, sure, sure. 
So this guy, I really like him. He's super interesting. They, they, he's very versatile. He can play all the receiver positions. He makes a ton of deep plays downfield. He also lines up and takes like direct snaps under center. He scored a bunch of rushing touchdowns. I see him as kind of like a souped-up Cordero Patterson or a Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. type. Okay. And if he was there in round three or if they end up with a second-round pick, I'd love to see him in a, in a Redskins jersey. Um Another guy I've just been learning about the last couple of days went to Kentucky. His name is Lynn Bowden. You know him? Okay. Did he? he he's not a guy who played quarterback. Is he? Actually, he is. Yeah, he's okay. a, he's okay. like a he's like a slash guy. I see him as like a, um, you know, they they somebody compared him to Randall Cobb, who also went to Kentucky, but he's kind of like a Randall L sort of like do it all kind of player. Okay. Really exciting. I think he might be there in the third. I like him. Um, how about this? Out of Liberty University, down in my neck of the woods. Oh, that tall receiver? Yes, sir. Antonio Gandy-Golden. Right, right. Will probably be a third-day pick. And I he caught my eye first when they played UVA. I bet you noticed him then. Yeah, I mean... He had a good game. He, he gave UVA's excellent defense fits. He's like this tall, stringy guy. I see him as like a Plaxico kind of guy. Right, right. Well, supposedly I've heard they're... Like thirty-ish, some odd receivers in this draft at the at the like the McShay's exactly. world are very high on. So exactly, so they're going to get one of these. They're they're going to get one of these guys for sure. And then, um, and then uh, how about um, how about our fellow Wahoos, our draft eligible Wahoos? What do you think? You like Joe Reed? Joe Reed is my favorite Wahoo football player of all time, and I think he's a fringe draftable player. But I think he's going to have a really good NFL career for somebody. Awesome yeah. kick returner, turned in a bunch of big plays, super high character, love Joe Reed. Um, and then what yeah. do you think about Bryce Hall? Yeah, I mean, obviously just the injuries. And I've read some things, maybe he's not quite as fast now or right. the speed is the issue with him. Because he was a fringe first rounder going into the season. but Yeah, um, exactly. For those not familiar with Bryce Hall, he was exactly that, a fringe first, maybe second round player. Awesome, um, awesome corner for UVA who had an Achilles, right? I believe it was an Achilles. Yeah. yeah, some kind of really um, bad ankle injury that required surgery. So he's going to slip into the fourth, fifth. Who knows? Um, you know, I think about when the Eagles did that a couple years ago. Who's the guy they drafted, I think, in the second round who slipped uh, a, a corner? Yeah. Um, um, Sidney Jones, is that it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I think I think Hall will slip a little further, and I don't think he was quite as high, quite as high-end, like an early first-type candidate to begin with. But – you know the Redskins need corners badly too, and I would be pretty excited if they decided to, tr- you know, try and, um, uh, you know, pull one over on the rest of the league by swiping Bryce Hall if he's still there in the fifth or sixth. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see. I mean, the, the later rounds are there's such a crapshoot. You know, you're trying to fill the, the back end of your roster as best you can and hope you hit on some. I mean, I think Kyle Smith has hit on some. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, those picks are fun to see, and you know. I think their quantity is is good. Do we did the Redskins get any comp picks? Did they get a? They got, a, they got a fourth, fourth if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. So hopefully, you know, one of those guys can. I think the big part. Out. I think the big contributor there was uh, Jameson Crowder. Oh wow! Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um. So they have so, seven picks. You know, you could you could be better. You could be worse. I I I think they would like probably to make more picks than seven, but right. um. I mean, who wouldn't? But. You know, I think they. I certainly think they're going to be thinking about angling to turn seven into eight or nine. But it's super hard when you don't have a second. I mean, that's kind of like that's probably the main, the most usable pick for trading back and getting more. You know, right. I mean, I think the top of the third could be attractive to some teams if if they 
if yeah. someone definitely could be targeted there. And I think that, you know, they could probably trade down in the third and pick up an extra fourth probably pretty easily. Um, but, um, yeah, so it'll, it'll be kind of exciting. Like I said, I really hope they can get something for Trent Williams. I mean, I would probably take a third for Trent Williams. I mean, I think that's fairly realistic. Do you think they would take that or do you think they would hang on for just for I, a second. I bet they're I bet they're tired of this and I bet ultimately they probably would take a third. I'd really like to at least, you know, you could sell me on a third and a usable player maybe. Um right. I I who knows. I mean, it's like that's that's been such a hot topic on uh, DC sports radio lately since the only thing we have to talk about is the draft, but um, sure. you know, and, and and trading and trading Trent or trying to. I mean, trade trade everybody's trade value is so subjective and i mean i I don't know how motivated they are to get rid of him and if if it's even conceivable that they would uh try to force him to play again i mean i can't fathom right. it at this point but um I've, I've always thought like it's you know you've done poorly if you can't fetch it you know if you can't get a second for somebody that good but it's possible he's damaged his own value so much at this point that it's that you know that that can't be had so yeah i mean if uh, you're the you're the Jets. I mean, this guy, he's older. He hasn't played in over a year. When he has played, he's been banged up. Um, and he wants all this money. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a hard and, time. And I don't think, I think probably as good as he is, everyone agrees he's good, but I don't think everyone agrees he's as good as we've all kind of, you know, let, let ourselves believe. I mean, he's, he's really good, but I mean, he's, it's obviously that they're not, people aren't knocking down the door for him. Right. I mean, in the past couple of years, he's been the only good player the Redskins have had. So, <laughs> so <laughs> It's we, pretty easy to canonize it. <laughs> so we think he's like really good, right? Um, and and yeah. so, yeah, but I, I just feel like he needs a fresh start. They need to get him out of the locker room. And so hopefully we can get something for him. He can go to a place that he gets his money and they get their tackle. We get our pick and we can all move forward. I hope that happens. I like it. All right. Well, yeah. Colin, what do you think? Should we call it a wrap? Let's call it a wrap. I, I, I'm going to make one last point for the Trevor Lawrence thing. Do it. Uh, and I think so. I thought about if you, if you think through the, the, the teams who, who want him, or like I decided to think about who, is, who also has their eye on this guy for, yeah. for next year. And to me, to have your eye on him, you have to A, need a quarterback, and, and B, you have to be really bad, right? <laughs> um, and so as I think about it, I think there are three teams who are really interested in Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Redskins are. I think Jacksonville yep. is. And I think Carolina is. Mm. Those are the three teams that I came up with. How long is and, Teddy's deal? And how, how long are they married to Teddy Bridgewater? Two years? It's a three-year deal, I think. I think so. So he might make them too good to get him. But yeah, if, I'm, yeah. if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I would love to go to Carolina with a stable mm-hmm. coach and a rich owner and all that. Right. The reason why it's interesting is because I was looking at a mock draft today where Tua fell to Jacksonville. Yeah. I think it was on, ESP, on, on NFL.com. I was like, well, that's really interesting because Jacksonville, yeah. I think, is a team I think wants Trevor. This Lawrence. is interesting. You're right. We we also should be rooting then for the QB needy teams to get their QBs of the future, shouldn't we? Right. And and so, because Jacksonville might be really bad. I mean, they're getting, rid, they're getting rid of all their good players. Um, and so it's just interesting to see, I mean, that's something else I'm looking at is to see who gets their quarterback and who is left after this draft with no quarterback of mm-hmm. the future, because those teams are really going to be our main competition for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I, I hate to keep saying it, but I, but I still think, I still think this could be part of the plan going forward. I hope wow. not. Yeah, I hope wow. Dwayne Haskins is awesome and we, we win seven games next year, but 
Um, who knows? Who knows? I'm with we'll you. That's a great point. All right, Colin. All right, as Brent, always, this has been this so has fun. Been really enjoyed it. Be safe. We'll and, talk uh, again soon before the draft, I'm sure, and certainly we'll we'll get you. We'll make sure. Do you know? By the way, this is the first episode of the sixth season of Burgundy Blogcast, so we'll make sure that you're a repeat guest in season six. Congratulations on all your continued success here. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> See ya. Take care.